Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Will Ryan on the line. Will, how are you? Very well, Michael. Very well. Thank you. Great to have you on the show. We're going to talk some investing today and all kinds of different things. And we talked a little bit in the pre-show about the timing of this recording is right after the U.S. presidential election. And at this moment in time, we still don't know who actually is going to be declared, but uh, eventually we'll get there. But we talked about how situations like this can make the market a little volatile. And when investing, that's one thing you're kind of afraid of, or you can look at as an opportunity. But before we jump into that too much, uh, share with the audience a little bit about you and uh, how you got into this role, and then we'll dive right in. Sure. No, happy to. Um, So I'm the founder of a company called Granite Shares, and we're an asset manager, but we specialize in a particular type of fund called Nick exchange traded fund. So put simply, that's just an investment fund um, that is listed on a stock exchange and you buy the shares of just as you would buying shares of Apple or any other company. So we offer a number of different types of exchange traded funds, um, anything from gold to uh, large cap equities. Uh, The firm is based, we're we're based out of New York City, that's our, our headquarters. But I've been doing this for about 20 years. So although this is the this is now my own business, um, I've been in the asset management industry for, for the last 20 years, sort of building and managing businesses within the, the exchange traded fund space. And it's a it's a great field. A lot of people, you know, aren't necessarily familiar with these funds and and how they are made up of because you know I, even this morning you know looking at my own investments you know, I'm looking at biotech I'm looking at healthcare I'm looking at infrastructure and manufacturing a lot you know and these are areas where you're going okay depending on who ends up being named president and assuming everything gets sorted out and that person also gets to be president on January 20th world's a funny place we don't know uh, but depending on who ends up being president, you know, will dictate and one what industries may see a rise in investments. And that's why I was looking at some of those things. And, you know, ETF funds are, are definitely an area to do it. So uh, you know, share a little bit more on, on you know, exchange traded funds and, and specifically, you know, what kind of makes them up? Because a lot of people say, well, you know what, what, what stock do I buy if I want to get into biotech or healthcare? Should I look at this or any of those things? And these funds are actually, in my opinion, anyway, just my opinion, not giving any financial advice, just my opinion, um, is a good way for people to you know, get into some sectors. And then, of course, as they get more familiar with investing and, and investing you know, wisely, um, I don't know if anybody's ever smart in investing, but the, the wise tends to be the, the thing that works for me. But it's a good way for them to get into a particular way of investing in a particular sector or sectors that they like, and then get a little bit more knowledge. So share, share what you know about that. Yeah. I mean, I think just to, to kind of riff off of that, um, where this kind of starts is that people that may or may not have a very specific view in terms of uh, a particular company that they want to buy. Um, and therefore, they invest in that company because they like the, the prospects of the company, they know the brand. 
whatever the reason is, but um, they invest in that particular company. Now, for, the, for a lot of people, um, they don't have a specific view on what company is going to do well. You know, what, what stock should I buy? And so they might have a view of what particular either segment of the market they think uh, might do well, or, uh, you know, in your case, for example, you, were, you mentioned biotech. So if you have a view that biotech is a sector that could be beneficial, um, but you don't know which particular stock to buy, an exchange-traded fund is a good option for that investor because there you're buying a fund that has exposure to a lot of different biotech stocks in that particular sector, in that fund, and therefore you don't have to deal with the what we call the stock-specific risk of betting on one particular company versus another. And that's kind of really the beauty of um, the concept of exchange-traded funds. I mean, a lot of people uh, would be familiar with mutual funds, uh, and of course, ETFs in my view, or exchange-traded funds in my view, are kind of the new technology um, that are replacing the mutual fund. And they have the same sort of construct in terms of you get exposure to a fund, um, but it has a lot more flexibility because it's listed on a stock exchange. You can buy and sell whenever you want. Uh, they tend to be a lot lower cost than mutual funds from a management fee perspective and more tax efficient as well. And so these are all benefits that, that clearly resonate with a lot of investors. And that's why it's a $6 trillion industry now um, globally. And so for that, you know, the wrapper gives you exposure to all sorts of different choices, which investors also like. So, you know, it can be biotech, it can be gold, it can be um, a particular basket of bonds, it can be all sorts of equity sectors and themes. And I think that's really what's a, a, kind of at the core of the appeal. And we talked a little bit in the pre-show too about volatility. And, you know, that's one of those things where, it's opportunistic in a way because if the markets are volatile, then you can you know, look at those things. And I think with the exchange traded funds, and I love that you you brought in mutual funds because a lot of people will think, well, it sounds like a mutual fund, but again, you've got more flexibility with it. And you know, there are several exchange traded funds within sectors, you know, and you can really get you know, quite granular about it and go, okay, I want to go in this one or this one seems to be performing better over a period of time. And again, it, it gives you as an investor a little bit more hands-on approach because I've always felt that mutual funds, and yes, you can go in and you can change your you know, risk aversion type of portfolio and say, okay, I'm going to move a little bit from this to this. But I've always looked at those as kind of a static here it is. This is our bucket. These are what we have in here. Where an exchange traded fund, you know, may move some things around a little bit, a little bit more quickly than you would see in a mutual fund type of environment. Yeah, and the other thing that's changed, Michael, is that um, you know nowadays the way that people access investments is a lot different to the way they accessed investments twenty years ago. And so, even I mean, this is evolving all the time, obviously. But just in the last few years, the rise of um, investment. Uh, trading applications such as Robinhood, such as Robo Advisors, you know, such as Betterment and Wealthfront, um, they've really kind of improved uh, the access that investors have to markets um, and made it a lot easier and simpler. Now, obviously, for Robinhood, etc., um, you get access to ETFs because ETFs are just traded on the stock exchange. So these apps are not necessarily providing access to mutual funds in a way that um, the kind of old school way of investing did. 
And so again, it's sort of adapting with the times that it's not just about the, the actual product itself, but it's the way we access financial services is also changing. And that benefits the newer technologies in the market like ETFs. And the fact that it's a, you know, you said $6 trillion industry, and that is just going to continue because again, I, and again, I love that you mentioned the accessibility uh, where, you know, I've got investment apps on my phone. You know, I can, I can be anywhere and say, you know what, I'm going to buy this ETF or I'm going to buy shares of this particular stock because uh, I heard somebody say something about, you know, our, our orders are going through the roof for this particular thing. And I'm like, okay, well, who makes the stuff that makes the stuff is, I forget who told me that tip a long time ago, but they said, you know, okay, if somebody will we'll pick on Twitter for a second, I didn't want to get into, you know, individual stocks, but it's like, okay. Twitter. All right. What platform do they use to run Twitter? Well, you find that out and you go, okay, that's the thing that makes the thing. And you go, okay, mm-hmm. well, and, and you find out and there's, you know, even there's a software that I got or um, a stock that I, I picked up a while ago that more or less is the back end of pretty much every game that's on smartphones. Um, well, yeah, they're going to do well. I th- so, and again, not giving stock tips, but it's like, as an investor, you, you be a little bit more aware of what's going on around you because there's monetization possibilities and investment possibilities if you just think about, okay, well, who makes this? Or sales of this are going up. Well, who makes that? What are they selling? You know, if Best Buy is going gangbusters, all right, well, what, is, what do they sell? All right, well, then you, you can drill down and all of a sudden you can start building a portfolio or... The ETF way I find is a great way to do it because that way you it cuts down on the work because if you if you're buying 200 shares or 200 different stocks trying to manage that I don't care how good you're at at Excel or using any type of software platform that's a lot of work uh, but if you have an exchange traded fund in in the sectors that you're interested in. You can look things up yeah. and go, okay, well, you know, good. It's like, oh, there's a little bit of a dip today. Well, you know, it's like buy the dip, sell the rip. It's like, all right, let's let's go ahead and buy buy some of that because that's at a price that's good. And it, it just gives – it's fun. I mean, I, I find it fun. I know a lot of people, you know, probably lose their – well, I lost my hair for some other reasons, but I know a lot of people pull their hair out because they're trying to figure out the market, which is a lost cause in many cases. But over the long term – it does great. So, where do you see exchange traded funds, you know, going over the next five to ten years? And what would we see anything new on the horizon coming up with them, other than obviously more awareness, uh, you know, for people that are just getting into investing? Yeah, I, mean, I think the industry um, will continue to grow because um, what's really been happening is they've been taking market share from traditional mutual funds. And that's really been the trend since I started in the, in the business, you know, kind of 20 years ago. And so that will just continue as people realize that there's no need for the legacy technology and people want more choice. They want lower costs. They want more trans- transparency and more flexibility. So I think in that sense, it will grow. Obviously, the, the number of funds or the strategies um, that are offered through ETFs will grow as well as market conditions change because as you rightly brought up earlier, you have volatility and volatility um, creates opportunities within the market. 
And so you know, the, the economy is always changing, the market's always changing. And so the investment opportunity set is also always changing. And you know, the way that technology, for example, is changing um, you know, so rapidly that there will inevitably be different investment opportunities in five years' time than there are now. Um, and maybe those will be more attractive, less, doesn't really matter. But the point is um, there will be different things to invest in at different periods, you know, as the economic cycle kind of progresses. And right now, you know, we're obviously in an environment where we have ultra low interest rates again. Um, we have arguably a dollar that's weakening and we have a fiscal and monetary environment that favors stimulus. In other words, there's either government spending or money printing through the central bank. And so that sort of trifecta of events leads to certain investment outcomes. And, you know, obviously, if interest rates were to rise or if government spending was to be cut back or central bank um, was to pull back on, on stimulus programs, then obviously that would change um, and there'd be a different set of investment priorities. So I think the key is that you've got choice, you have flexibility, um, and it's something that I think will continue over time. And I love the flexibility of them too. And you, you said something just a second ago that a lot of people don't necessarily grasp is you know, markets go up, markets can go down a little bit, but not everything is down. There are sectors that do well. There are sectors that will maybe not do as well. You know, when you talked about, uh, again, I think in the, in the pre-show, probably should have hit record the second we started because I started saying all kinds of fun stuff. But depending on how the outcome of the U.S. presidential election comes, there's going to be certain sectors that will get some significant investment, not only from stimulus, but just initiatives and, and projects and plans at the state, local, and federal levels in the U.S., and internationally as well. Um, just got to remember, there, you know, there's close to 300 countries on this planet, and some of them are doing some amazing things that... It, impact the you know the work that's being done in the US and anywhere else on the planet. But that's the thing where it's like you might be, for example, you're like, you know, I'm in you know tech sector. Okay. And you're like, okay, well the tech sector goes up and down like a yo-yo. And you know, even you know, a couple of weeks ago when it was earnings week, um, kind of like shark week, but earnings week, it was just like, okay, who isn't reporting their earnings today? It was nuts. But yeah, most of them, you know, blew it out the door and had, you know, beat estimates, beat everything, and their stock went down. And as a novice investor, you're going, wait a minute, what is this all about? Well, everyone in the world was worried about the coronavirus cases. And then, of course, we didn't have the election yet, but everybody was worried about that. So it's it can be volatile when it comes to things like that. But again, with investment, it's a long-term thing. But again, going back to exchange-traded funds, Yes, long term, but you have the flexibility to move things around and play with it and, and take advantage of what sectors are doing. So if there's a big influx in healthcare dollars, well, you're like, well, where do I go? And look for the healthcare ETFs and, and invest in some of those if that's where you want to go. Uh, population's getting older. Healthcare is going to be around. There's going to be investment in it. It uh, doesn't matter what party ends up winning. Uh, there's going to be dollars spent there. But I guess for for investors, and I think you know, some of my audience are probably novice, really novice, or maybe haven't done anything in this. 
you know, what are some, I don't want to say, I don't want you to, you know, pinpoint specific funds or anything like that, but what are some common ones do you see a lot of new investors go to? And I know they kind of go across the board, but is there any ones that they tend to go to any particular sectors that they tend to gravitate to when they, they come to talk with you in your organization? Yeah. I mean, I think um, the way that we like to think of it is, and again, this is just for the, for obviously simplicity's sake, try and break it down as such, but typically investors need um, you know, one of these, either one of these core three things or all of these three things, um, which is they need diversification, um, which means that they need different uh, strategies, different investments that don't move in the same way. Um, and they need a diversified portfolio. Um, they need income and they need long-term capital growth. And typically, those are kind of the three, what we call the core building blocks or three pillars of most investment philosophies. Now, some people, obviously, if you're younger, you might not necessarily prioritize income, so that might not be as important to you um, as someone who's older, for example. Um, but those are kind of the three pillars. And so what we try and focus on at Granite Shares is providing solutions to those. So we have solutions for you know, diversification, for income, uh, and for long-term capital growth. But I think kind of stepping back maybe a second to, to your question directly, which is, you know, what funds that typically would people buy? I think, you know, clearly the most common ones in terms of you're talking about the largest from an assets under management perspective, the, by far and away, the largest one would be the S&P 500. Now, we don't offer that particular fund. Um, but, you know, you can imagine that that's clearly a popular vehicle for a lot of people, specifically investors who are investing for the first time where, you know, they're just buying, they're just getting exposure to the stock market more broadly, don't have a view on which stock is best to buy, which sector is best to invest in, um, just have a view that potentially the stock market could go up over time and therefore just want participation to that. that that's by far and away the most popular. And then I think you have other ones such as the, the NASDAQ 100, um, also a very popular benchmark. Um, what we say benchmark, we mean index, um, which is followed by a lot of people. Um, that's typically synonymous with more technology-focused companies. Um, but again, that's, that's very popular. Um, also on the fixed income side, the bond side, you have you know, bond, diversified bond portfolios, bond indices, which are also popular. So I think it's probably not a surprise that the, the most popular ETFs will be those major national kind of benchmarks or indexes that get talked about on the news media, et cetera, that people are familiar with. Um, and you know, that, that's really sort of where a lot of people look to invest, particularly people who are, who have, you know, are investing for the first time. Yeah, and then as you get better at it, then you can start realizing that you know, I'll pick on, I'm not going to name shares or stocks, but you, you, a lot of people say, well, buy this particular stock because it's going like gangbusters this year and you buy it and it's $400 a share and it ends up being, you know, getting up to like 450 or 475. It's like, okay, so you're making, you know, 50 to 75 bucks a share, not bad. Or if you buy a stock that, you know, debuted at 20 and you bought a bunch of shares of that, and then it jumped up to four or five hundred. Well, needless to say, um, same share price, but what you got is a lot different. So a lot of people say, "Well, I got to, I got to own Tesla, and I got to get Zoom, and I got to get 
you know, all yeah. these big players. I'm like, what's your goal? You know, and again, I'm not an investment advisor at all, but I, you know, yeah. I talk to people and say, ask your advisor to ask you or ask yourself, what is your goal with this? What do you want to do? Are you just doing because you're bored? You want to play around with stocks and you got some play money? Well, fine, go for it. But if you're investing for your future, what are your goals? Work backwards, as Steve Jobs told us. Okay, well, then you need to adjust accordingly and, and figure those things out and get, you know, take some time and get some understanding on and working with, you know, individuals like yourself to get a better understanding of what the options are. Because, yeah, everybody goes to the shiny object of the NASDAQ or the S&P or the Dow, Dow Jones Industrials were up this. Mm-hmm. So everybody thinks the whole market was dead. You know, we dropped everything. And like you, you look at some investments. Oh wow! One of my one of my investments was up ten uh, percent today. You know, Chicken Little screaming over here, and I'm like, oh, today was a good day. It, but it's just you know, the diversification, like you said, is so important. Don't put all your eggs in one basket because yeah. if a particular sector, oil and gas, for example, that that that's not an investment that looks really good at this particular moment in time, based on what's happened. Not to say that it won't look good later. Don't know. But again, when you diversify, it minimizes those, you know, kick in the teeth type of uh, events when the market does, you know, have a, a large drop uh, in investments. And and by all means, if you're in this for the long haul, don't worry about a day drop or a couple days drop because uh, the roller coaster will will drive you batty if you if you look at it every day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Awesome. So, well, I've enjoyed our conversation today and, and love talking about investing. I could do that all day. And I, I wouldn't say, okay, what should we do that? No, that, that's for people to reach out to you and talk about. So where can people find out more about you and this awesome organization you have? Yeah. So people can reach out to us. Um, the website is graniteshares.com. Just as it sounds, granite like the stone or the rock uh, shares as in shares or stocks. Um, so graniteshares.com is our website. Um, you can see Obviously, what we do, the funds we have available, uh, and you can contact us um, directly through our contact us page uh, on the site. Perfect. And I'll definitely have that in the show notes. So, Will, thanks again uh, for this awesome work that you do and uh, continued success with the investments and and navigating through this ever-changing world. Exactly. Michael, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.